I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to Kingdom Living with Glenn Reppel. Hello, Glenn. How are you today? Hey, fantastic, Kerry. It's good to be with you, and thank you for uh, the people that are watching and listening. Oh, I, we're so excited because it's just always fun to see the impact, Glenn. And we were just sharing uh, before we began today's podcast with a number of people that have been uh, tuning in, chiming in, sharing, commenting about how meaningful uh, and helpful everything is with Kingdom Living. You know, in the past weeks, we've had uh, really some amazing expansion. Uh, was so wonderful recently to have uh, Robert Henderson of Robert Henderson Ministries uh, on with us. And uh, folks, if you have missed that particular opportunity, let me invite you to take a look at it. There's several ways you can find it. You can always find all the broadcasts, the REPL Minute, the fraud series. You can find the Kingdom Living podcast. Everything is all in one place on the internet. It's called therepleminute.com. Therepleminute.com. And as you go there, you'll see you have an opportunity to and look for that particular episode called Resetting Personal and Cultural Economies. I think you'll find that uh, beyond helpful. Uh, if you like YouTube, there's a great channel called The Repl Minute on YouTube. The Repl Minute, you can find all of these resources there as well. And for those of you that prefer to uh, hunt stuff down on Facebook, like and share, you'll find it there too at the Repl Minute. So Glenn, there's just so much, go we're on this whole thing about uh, getting to the green line living, which is uh, so fundamental to understanding everything. And it's something that you really uh, go go deep in depth on, on this book, Fraud, What God Has to Say, about the tactics of the enemy. And again, you can get information on getting your own copy of this book, uh, which is 40 bite-sized chapters, but boy, is it revelational when we come down to talking about the enemy's efforts to keep us down on the red line, which is that kind of carnal, worldly kind of thinking where God designed us to uh, be eternal beings on that green line. And that's why it's so exciting, Glenn, as, we, as we're diving into... Uh, the topics, I mean, the topics we've covered along the way, victory over death, uh, the right to be a child of God, new creation life is now, uh, the, the, the most recent one, who are you? That was a revelational uh, conversation just right there. But today we're going to tackle the topic, agent of redemption. Wow. Wow. Well, and again, that's another one. Who are you? We're yeah. agents of redemption. We're going to see how that works. We're going to see an example uh, of that. And just, uh, uh, and it, it, it's exciting because as we know, and again, Carrie, as we've talked about, uh, a major part of what we talk about is our identity of knowing who we are. And again, what we're talking about is a part of our calling and a part of our mission, part of our purpose is we are agents of redemption. And so, and, and, and I think it's even, as you already talked about the green line and red line, it is so, so important people that they grasp this because we have such, and I was in a meeting this week where, where I asked, and these are very, very strong pastoral type people. And I said, what are the three most important historical events ever? And, and, and again, normally they go birth, death, and resurrection. And, and that's, and I'm saying, that's right. That, that is one of them, but that's the third one. 
And, and, and so birth, death, and resurrection is redemption. And we're going to be talking about we're agents of the redemption, bringing that in, into and speaking that into existence because we're redeemed from what? Well, we have to understand what was the first thing that happened? The first historical event was creation. So God spoke with words. Uh, he spoke everything into existence and he made man carry that you and I in his image and likeness. And God is spirit and truth and we are spirit and God is love. So we're love beings made in his image. So that was our original design made in his likeness and image. Yet the first Adam, Adam and Eve, uh, they blew it. <laughs> they blew it. And so that's the second major event in history. They decide, they decided to be self-centered, go their own way. And, and with that uh, sickness and death and disease, uh, everything can, and sin in the selfishness of man, the self-centeredness, it says, God, I don't need you. I, I'm, I'm going to do this my own way. And so that's the fall that we call. So, so we have creation, we have the fall. And so we're born into the fall. We're not born. See, this green line is the way we were designed. God never designed us to die. We're spirit beings, everlasting beings, always in fellowship with our father. That's our design. And again, Carrie, this is just good to remind us every day of our identity of who we are. And so that, that's a part of our worship, to know that our Father loves us, he's accepted us, and he wants us there. So, but we're born into the kingdom of darkness because of the fall, our ancestral through Adam, our Adamic nature is there. Yet, God loved us so much that he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb, and he knew that what would happen, that he loved us so much he redeemed us through the blood of Jesus. Jesus came. And, and as human, because our purpose was we needed a body to live here on earth with a spirit, we're spirit, soul, and body. And so Jesus had to come because God, God's purpose for, was for man to have dominion here on earth. We needed a body to do that, to manage the earth. And so with that, Jesus had to come and redeem man back and bring the spirit to live back in man. And so uh, he died, bled, shed his blood for us so we could be redeemed. So Carrie, as we've talked about last week and the other ones, it's not about any performance, is it? It's not, not anything that you and I do. And again, Carrie, we're not doing this in, in these teachings for anything. We are, there's no agenda here, no uh, hidden agenda. We're not asking for a money raise. We're doing this because we're business people. Mm -hmm. and, and with that, we're doing this because of what our own transformed lives. And, and so it's been so neat as you talked in the opening about how God, and it just is so neat how, how the exponential growth has happened to the people listening to these teachings. And so this is the ecclesia because the, uh, uh, the ecclesia was never meant uh, to be just a building. Uh, this is the body of Christ 
with the message, the gospel, uh, going about the kingdom of God. Because Jesus' first sermon was uh, the kingdom of God is here now. And so this is, we're not waiting to get to heaven. So he was teaching this now. And this is the message we've been bringing uh, over the last years. And so uh, this is really important. So Jesus, the, the third historical event is redemption. And so that's what we're going to be talking about here today. And so as, as we uh, move into this week's teaching, is we, I always try to bring in the two battles with the, the two kingdoms that are battling here, the kingdom of God, uh, which is love and life against the kingdom of darkness, which is fear and death. And then... <laughs> And, and always I want to bring in this fraud fire extinguisher. And, and what it is, is we as agents, being an agent of redemption is, is, is to win in life now. So we're bringing in this fraud fire extinguisher on fear, death, curse, sickness, and disease. And we're saying, hey, get out of here because we have victory over fear, death, curse, and the sickness and disease through the blood. So we're going to put that fraud because the enemy wants us to believe in fear and death and the curse and sickness and disease. That's what happened with the fall. But we're agents of redemption. We are carrying the good news of the gospel because the Holy Spirit's living inside of us. So Jesus died on the cross, redeemed us, and then then had to leave so that the Holy Spirit could come live in mankind. So we have God the Father, God the Son as a, as a body, a human being living on earth, died, resurrected, and then we have the resurrected Spirit living inside of us now. And so that gave us the ability, because we are ageless. We are ageless. So, and this is the other thing, what are we trading? And, and each week we want to go through, what are we trading? Because in Ezekiel 28, 16, this is so important because we are, our, our business is actually in the investment business. So we are trading all the time. And when I saw this, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. So, so what happens the, the traitor, Satan, this is a description of Satan because he is a traitor and he's trading. He's getting us to believe a lie versus the truth of our identity of who we are in Christ and what Christ did. He's always wanting us to perform rather than resting in the arms of, of our Savior and Lord. And he wants, he wants us to have a religious spirit versus having victory over sickness and death and, and, and fear. And so, so therefore, I cast you out as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub. Because he's a cherub kicked out of heaven from the midst of the fiery stones. So, so Satan is a traitor, and he, he got Adam to buy into the lie. Uh, as, hey, if you eat from this tree, you'll be like God. Well, we, he was already like God. And so he doubted what God was doing. So what we're doing is we're trading our purpose and our destiny, our victory 
in life now. We have victory in life now, and we're falling for uh, the runway and the trap of the enemy of fear, death, and the curse. But we've been redeemed. And much like we've, we've talked about this before, where Esau sold his whole birthright for a single meal. So we are so temporary many times in our thinking that we forget the eternal, that we're designed as eternal beings. And, and this is a core, 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 very important part of everything we've been learning and the teaching that we've gone through. And this is in 2 Corinthians 5 verses, uh, actually we're starting with 18 today, 18 through 21, uh, not, not 17, because 17 we've gone through uh, many times, but because but, I want to deal with just a couple of things here, because boy, I, I never forget maybe 10, 15 years ago, when I read this scripture, it just zinged at me. And, and so, but all things are from God. And this is in the Amplified Classic uh, translation. All things are from God, who through Jesus Christ did what? Reconciled us to who? To himself. And, received, and, and again, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with God through Jesus Christ. Now here it is. And what did he give us? He gives us the ministry of redemption, reconciliation. He's given us this ministry. This is our ministry. So all things are from God who through Jesus Christ reconciled us. So if we've been reconciled, we now have a ministry to go help reconcile others. We can't do it, but the Holy Spirit can do that when they see all this. And here, here he even, it even describes it here. By that by word and deed, we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. Let me just tell you a quick story. And I, I, and, and this, just the amazement of how God works. I'd been teaching uh, out in uh, Utah one time. And at the end of the, the, the day of teaching, uh, they invited us up to the top of this big building for restaurant. And, and, and myself and another associate had uh, uh, gotten there early. And this is a real nice restaurant, top of the building. And we we're there an hour early. And we're sitting off to the side waiting for our guests. And, uh, and, and then, and then uh, this guy comes or sticks his head around the corner. And he says, uh, I've been watching you guys. And he left his wife and his daughter at the table to just come around. And, and I said, I feel really weird here, uh, but there's something different about you guys. And, and he says, I feel really, really weird uh, about this. And he says, uh, uh, but there's something different. And I said, well, do you want to know what it is? He says, yeah. And I said, it's the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And, 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 I, and it just came out of, do you want, do you want to, do you want to know that? Do you want, do you want to have that? He says, yeah. <laughs> and so, so, and again, what is this? By word and deed, we might aim to bring others in the harmony with them. He saw harmony. He saw, he saw the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And, uh, you know, that, that just that, that just blew me away. We were we were just being ourselves, Carrie, like you and I are. And and people said, well, there's something different uh, about you. So it was God personally. Look at it. It was God personally present in Christ 
reconciling and restoring the world to favor with what? With himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them. He canceled all a man's trespass and committed to us, what he committed to us here, committed to us the message of reconciliation, of the restoration to favor. So again, so that's that redemption. We are agents of redemption. So he committed to us the message of, so it's the speaking. And again, we didn't do any words there. We're just sitting in a restaurant and he came over to us. He was looking for what was inside of us. And so we are that walking temple of God. Uh, so, so here we are. Here it is again. So we are what? Christ messengers. We're Christ ambassadors. We're that message of reconciliation. God making his appeal, as it were, who? Through us. He's making his appeal through us. We as Christ, here it is, Christ's personal representatives. We're representing him beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. So we've been reconciled. So, so that reconciliation and redemption is something in the message of the kingdom of God we're bringing out. So for our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him, we might be endowed with, viewed as being in examples of the right. So we have the righteousness of God, what we ought to be approved and accepted in right relationship with him by his goodness. So we've been made righteous and restored and redeemed into the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of what Christ did, not anything we do. So we are agents of redemption. We've been redeemed, so now we become agents. So let's look what an agent is. An agent is, and this is by definition, is one who acts for or in the place of another, the principle. The, the, so we're, we're representing the principle here by authority from him, one entrusted with the business of another, a substitute, a deputy, a factor. So we've been entrusted by, by God to be agents here on earth to be redeemed, to bring redemption. So what does redeem mean? It's a repurchase, a reconciled, to be restored, to be repaired, to be retrieved, to be reformed, renewed, and be made back to the original. So let's look at some of the scriptures here. And again, we just read 2 Corinthians 5, 21, but we're going to do this in, in the New King James. For he made him who know no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So he's made us to have right standing. So in, in this other verse, Galatians 5, 26, it reads, so here's the original. So, so may we never be arrogant or look down on another for each of us is an original. <laughs> we're in a, back to where Adam was. Adam was an original design of the nature and the DNA of the father God. We're made, we're made in his image and likeness. We're made as love beings. So we must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. When we envy or become jealous, we're being self-centered. We're down on that red line. And so we're laying our lives down like 
Jesus Christ did as that sacrifice to redeem all mankind to die on the cross and shed his blood. So we're made in original. So let's look at another scripture, Colossians 1.20 in the Passion Translation. And, and it reads here, here's being redeemed. So again, the picture here is just showing how God came to earth to bring redemption so we can be the agents of redemption. So and by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, is brought back to himself. It could be even bought back. So he bought, that's a part of the redemption. His blood bought back and is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to the innocence again. Wow, that's powerful. So we've been redeemed and that's what redemption is. So Let's kind of just tie all this together with, with a story that we all know. And, and this is why this is important. So we see that David, David, the little shepherd boy, was an agent of redemption. And we don't hear it this way, but he was an agent of redemption. So let's look at, and, we, we, and, and again, I hesitate sometimes to call the story of David and Goliath. Because it's, this is truth. This happened. And so, because we say the word story, sometimes we say, oh, this is a fable. This, this is truth. David lived. Goliath lived. This is what happened. And this is what was written. In, and again, because this is the old, uh, old covenant, the Old Testament, that David's life is such an example of redemption of a nation, and which is what so we had Adam that lost it. We have David that's looking to the future of Jesus' coming and has such a and he had such a foundation and a belief and trust in the Lord. And then we have Jesus that came redeeming us. So here's what we have. And this, this is in 1 Samuel 17. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why don't you come out and line up for battle? And he's yelling and screaming, am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. And if he is able to fight and kill me, he will be, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you'll become our subjects and serve us. So what's the problem here? We've got a pretty big problem. And doesn't this look like what's going on in the culture today? We, we got some real problems here. And so, so what's at stake here for the nation of Israel, the Israelites? If they lose, they're going to be servants to the Philistines. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if, if the Israelites win, uh, then the Philistines become uh, uh, servants of Israel. I mean, this is an all or none. And many of us deal with problems like this on a day-to-day, -day. you know, maybe bankruptcy or, or financial issues, marriages, children issues. So we're dealing with these, but here we're dealing with a whole nation. And, and here's what he says. It says, then the Philistine, the Goliath, in, in this day, I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistine words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. So what was the condition of the army and the king? What was the condition? 
They were walking in fear. They gave the runway to the enemy. They're walking. They were afraid. They're afraid. And so the whole army, the Israelites, all of them were afraid. And then we go on down to verse 23. And, and, and this is now as, as he was talking. Now, this is David. As, as, as David was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and here shouted, shouted his usual defiance. And what was, what was he defying? What was, what was his defiance? His defiance was against the army, the God of Israel that David worshiped. He worshiped. So, so this is the part here. He stepped out in his lines and shouted his usual, and David heard. What did David hear? He heard defiance against God because God, he, he loved God. He worshiped God. He knew God. He had a personal relationship with God. So David heard the defiance. When the Israelites, so let's look what the Israelites, when the Israelites saw the giant again, Goliath, the man, they all did what? They ran from him in great fear. So all the army, all the Israelites, we have the leader of the nation in fear. We have this little scrawny little boy that's a shepherd boy that is at the lowest level in their culture as a shepherd. Mm -hmm. and, and here he is. He heard the defiance to his God. So, so here's what David said. Now, here's David's speech of what he's speaking. And this is not a gentle speak, speech. This, this is David said to the Philistines, the giant Goliath. You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name, in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defined. Now, now again, the giant already said, hey, I'm going to cut your head off. The giant already cursed at him. So, so now this is what David, this day the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and I'm going to cut off your head. Today, I'll give the carcass, uh, your, give the carcass and the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And now here, what's the whole purpose? What was David's whole purpose of defeating Goliath? His whole purpose was not about himself. He was laying himself down, just like Jesus laid himself down to redeem mankind. David's purpose was a redemptive purpose for everyone. So here it is. So the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. So his purpose was to know that there's a God. In, so that G, our purpose is redemption, to bring the message of redemption, not the message of fear and hate and worry and anxiety and death. That's the enemy's message. Our God, our message as the Holy Spirit living in us is a message of redemption. And all those, so here it is. Here's David here. So he's saying again, all those, so that all those gathered here will know, will know that it's not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, 
and, and, he, and he will give all of you in dark hands. So the message of redemption so is so that people will know the God of Israel. So they'll know Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, is Lord, and he wants to live inside a man. We are spirit beings. We are spirit beings. So we talked about this a little in our last, in our last session. So, and what we we need to understand here is that uh, love does not, so, and again, when we're fear, so what we're seeing here as a picture is what love is not. It is not fear, and it's not with the roots of anger. It's not rude. It's not envious. It's not prideful. It's not self-centered and selfish. It, it's, it's love is not unforgiving. And boastful. So, and it does not delight in evil. So these are the characteristics of God is love. Love is living inside of us through the Holy Spirit. And what we have also is the divine love of the fruit, the fruit that comes through uh, the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience. And, and again, our roots are down here. This is what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is truthful. Love is trust. Love protects. Love is hope. And love perseveres. So what we have is we carry our redeemed. We are agents of redemption. So what happens when we're living on the green line, we have this fruitful tree living with our roots seeded in love and the fruit is flowing outside of us. But we have that barren tree down there. There's no fruit coming out of us because what we're doing is, is we, we, uh, we have hate and, and unforgiveness and bitterness. So we've got to recognize that the battle is between love and fear. And God came to help us bring the message of redemption. And so here's our final part here is that here we are. This is our license. This is our official license. So we get to carry the badge, the seal of the blood of Jesus. This is our official license. So you just put your name in there. This acknowledges that Glenn, Carrie, put your name in, is an agent. We're agents. We have that license official. has been sealed by the Holy Spirit for service now here on earth, signed by the blood of Jesus. And this is now. So we are agents. We are agents out there bringing the message of reconciliation, not the message of aid, not the message of bitterness, the message of forgiveness and God's love, grace, and mercy that he's given to us. So this is these are exciting times because we get to speak life every day into every situation because it's a fallen world, but because we've been redeemed, we can bring the message of reconciliation. You know, everything that we're talking about, it's just precept builds on precept because Glenn, uh, as you were going over this and looking at the official license uh, of being an agent of redemption, you know, we've talked about all the benefits of kingdom living, how we are here and we are positioned really on assignment, if you, if you think about it. Uh, and we have that power and that authority on that green line living that, uh, that we've talked so much about. But I was thinking back as you're going through this, I was thinking, you know, we've covered things like um, the Bill of Rights, uh, the Book Believer's Bill of Rights. We've covered things like the benefits, the benefits package that you receive as a believer of the kingdom. 
And, and even as you were going through this today, what kept coming up for me was John 15, 51, I am the vine and you are the branches. And so we're able to bear fruit, not because of, of, of what we are ourselves, but as you point out, we're an agent of redemption because we are our task with being on assignment at such a time, at such a place. And in the divine, you know, if you think about the eternal order of things, we were put on this earth at this precise moment in time because of just what you're talking about, designed to be an agent of redemption. When you were talking about David uh, being an agent of redemption, it is clear to anybody who's read uh, even a sentence or two in the Bible that there was a particular assignment on David's life, and you pointed it out brilliantly. It wasn't about David. It was about him making sure that the world knew uh, what the what the uh, uh, the kingdom was able to was able to accomplish in this because somebody was looking at the scrawny kid or like our pastor likes to say he had a rag and 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 a rock and and it turned the whole world upside down not because of him but because of what God said it is all about. Amen. Amen. That's great. That's great. Wow. So I've got to say, Glenn, as we keep going, and if you're if you're uh, uh, viewing this and uh, uh, really wanting to understand your role in kingdom living, I really want to encourage you to grab a copy of the fraud book and kind of really start to appropriate the message inside, because really, uh, this is it, it's whosoever will. Everything that uh, Jesus ever talked about, there was never any force, there was never any manipulation, it was just a whosoever will, here's what I'm telling you, and here's here's how you should uh, consider responding, it's all done in love, and so Glenn, with that, uh, I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind uh, uh, covering us in prayer as we com complete this particular broadcast, but before we do that, I just want to remind you to take a moment and start digging through all the resources at therepleminute.com. You'll find all the catalog editions of Kingdom Living. You'll really want to look at uh, episode six and seven, which Glenn really teaches well about understanding green line, red line living. Again, the red line is that carnal, worldly living, and the green line is how we were created to be kingdom living, eternal beings, and really appropriate that. And there's also the first episode, which you heard Glenn kind of um, recap, is all about those three greatest events in history. And as you put those things into your own understanding, they become bedrock that helps you understand well how God has purposed you to be this agent of redemption. It's just exciting, Glenn. That's good. Carrie, that's why uh, just just this week uh, in my office, uh, had someone come in and just, just a real quick meeting and it ended up going a lot longer uh, and because he started asking questions and because we're doing business, he says, are you a pastor? <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and, and because, because I kept on asking him questions, kind of getting inside of him and, and, and I went and got the book and, and gave it to him. And, and, and as I started talking to him about the three, because I asked him, what are the three greatest historical events ever? And because uh, uh, I could see that he was receptive to hearing this. And as I went into it, because he's one that said, yeah, birth, death, resurrection. And, and I had to take him back to creation and into the fall. And then I went and gave him the book. And, 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 and again, so those people listening, because 
This is the power of this book because everything we're dealing with, by the way, the power is not us. It's the Holy Spirit that's in it because this is, this is the word of, this is God's word inspired that is in here. These 40 frauds that have been caught. And so I said, well, here's what you do. Put your name in the book when you started reading it over the 40 days and read one per day. And then at the end, after you finish and even underline or scribble in or whatever you did here, give it to somebody. We want you to give this away to somebody and tell them to read it, put their name in it with the date they started and ask them to go give it away. Because that's the power of a testimony passing on because that's what God, that's being a redeemed, an agent of redemption because we want people to be redeemed and experience the born again life that, that we've got through the spirit. You know, and that's why if you haven't picked up a copy of fraud, you ought to do it. And you can get an e-version, but I, Glenn, I like what you were talking about. Uh, the fact that when you get that, when you get your own version, whether you choose the soft back, uh, soft cover, or if you get the hardcover version, the nice thing is then you have a book that you can start to write in the notes, you know, uh, as you're studying the scriptures, you can put your notes in here. And then, like you said, once you've finished reading through it, then you're in a position to pass this along to somebody else and sow it into their life as well. And in fact, what we keep hearing is reports that uh, people are using this, for example, for home study groups. You know, some people have like a biblical book club or something like that, and they can take this book. And because it's designed in these 40 bite-sized elements, each one really creates uh, another way of thinking. And so really the basis of what we've been talking about a lot on Kingdom Living, Glenn, has been following a chapter. And today we've been talking Agent of Redemption, which is a chapter in the fraud book. So to get your copy, you would visit therepelminute.com and there's links and you can just take it from there and all kinds of resources that are uh, in existence there. Just a great time, Glenn, to be uh, on this topic of Kingdom Living when there's so much... Um, frustration with things on on kind of a natural level but when you're on that green line living uh you're just you you it just kind of god has you above above that and really creates a way as he says out of no way yeah amen amen and how did david do this how, one man in a whole nation in fear but he was that one man that that had the love of god living in him and he knew his who his father was and so let me let me just press out here, Carrie. Father, we Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. And your word is living. You're alive, living inside of us through your Holy Spirit. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for our Son Jesus Christ. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your goodness. Your goodness, your good, good, good God. And thank you for just loving us and accepting us, redeeming us. Father, you've empowered us with the Holy Spirit to be victors like David was much like Jesus was as the redeemed. We are redeeming it. Help us to lay down our lives for other people so we can show your love living inside of us. Father, just thank you. Thank you for uh, this time together. Father, we just pray those people are listening uh, and watching. Father, you just bless them. Show your love to them. May your word, may they grow. May they pursue you and seek you with all of your, all of their hearts. Father, we just thank you. Thank you. We just lift up this in this prayer in Jesus name. Amen. 
Amen. And what a great place to uh, to to conclude on today. Uh, agent of redemption. Just remember, that's how God has called you to be, that agent of redemption. And Glenn, we'll look forward to seeing you on the next edition of Kingdom Living. God bless you.